This is Ron, host of Film Things with Soul Studios. I have a very special guest with me today, Todd Felderstein. 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 So many people say Steen. One of these days I'm going to have a production company and it's going to be called Steenstein Productions. Steenstein. Yeah. I love that. We wanted to talk to you about creating your own work as an artist, as an actor, as a writer, as a director. Right. Yes. Isn't it so important these days more than ever to create your own stuff? You, yes. Well, yes. The short answer is yes. The longer answer is create your own stuff until somebody pays you to create their stuff. Um, yes. I think you have to, you know, you have to be honest to yourself. You have to... Um, do what you can, do what you like, do what you're good at. And, um, you know, the, the, a content creator, it's, it's, I remember when I first started using that term and I don't use it often, but a content creator is a producer, is a producer. So it, it's ultimately a producer. So if you went up, came up in the old Hollywood system, and you became a director and a writer, a producer, associate producer, all that other stuff. That was great. But then all of a sudden, the internet appeared and we started doing all of our content. And content is, is programming. So we used to call it, we're making a TV show or making a film or making a movie. Now it's called, we're making content. And content, in a way, belittles the fact of what you're doing. And content, when you say you're a content creator, that deals with more with, with the internet and new media as opposed to traditional media. So if you deal with tr traditional media, it's like, yeah, I'm doing television or I'm doing film. But if you're doing new media, which is more internet-based, web-based content, then you're a content creator. But a content creator is a producer. Yeah. That's what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's a big thing. And it's... Um, so you're training yourself uh, by doing your own creative work on how to enter the industry in different ways. Yes. Well, by being a content creator. So it's if you or I said, hey, I'm going to do a show today and it's going to be on Netflix tomorrow. It's not true. It's not going to happen. But it can be online. Mm -hmm. It absolutely can happen. So by creating something and having it online in a very, very short turnaround, you're creating content. That somebody like Netflix will see. Possibly. And then they see and then they, they not only will like it, but they, in their, in their brilliance, will say, I can monetize it. Because Netflix and Amazon and all these other wonderful companies are businesses. Unlike you who want to do something creative and show the world even though you may think in a financially, fiscally responsible way, you are more of the artist, the creator, than you are the ultimate distribution company, the business. Amazon, your Amazons and your Netflix are basically distribution companies. They produce as well. They make their own product as well. But the, the brilliance of them is that if you, Ron, go out and you make a program tomorrow and you sell it to Netflix the next day, you are guaranteed an audience of millions of people. 
and that's without a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. So if you were to go and make a movie and put it into the theater as an independent, then suddenly you have uh, you have to do a marketing campaign. You have mm -hmm. to spend a lot of money in order to get people to know who you are and what your project is, unless yeah. you already have a fan base. Yeah, you have a, you have a lot yeah. of money. Right. So the, the and studio <laughs> and studio. So the Netflixes and the Hulus and the everybody else that's coming up, their their brilliance is in their distribution network. Mm -hmm. and that's what it is. And you're you're they're they're paying you for your content for your programming. And you're signing on to them because they already have so many eyes already attached to their site. Which means to me, you better have to have a brand. And you better have to know how to get them to want or how to fit your brand into what they're doing. Well, branding is, is certainly important for business, but it's more important for repeat business. And repeat business is... To, it's probably multifold. I'd say repeat business is, is important for the person or the company that is hiring you. So if they're going to hire you to make more and more product for their distribution company, then they're going to want to know your style. You know, like the Barton Fink style. Give me that Barton Fink swagger. Give me that Barton. Mm -hmm. You know, so they want they want to know who you are and what you do and how you're going to produce. They're not going to hire you and you do something that has a lot of you know je ne sais quoi, and then the next time they hire you, it doesn't. And it's like, well, what happened? Where did you go? What, what, you know, something changed. They don't want change. Change is bad. Once you establish something and it's good and it's marketable, that's what they want. Predictability. Exactly. Exactly. I uh, mean, a predictable market. Right. I mean, Bruce Springsteen <clears throat> has a vibe. Bruce Springsteen has, you know, when people say, do you like Springsteen music? They're not going to confuse Springsteen with Bee Gees. And there isn't, and, and Springsteen is never going to come out and sing in falsettos. You know, Springsteen is a working man music, and that's how he sold himself, and that was his brand. That's what he does. Um, people today do that as well. And then it's the problem is when you have someone who starts in one genre and they transition to another, that's when all of their handlers get worried mm -hmm. because that's, you know, their money is coming from. What's over here? Yeah, they've are, well, they've already have a distribution network for that genre set exactly. up, and so you shift. It means they got to do all this work to find an, all these other connections. There's no guarantee. It's all, it, ultimately, there's no guarantee. So if everything works in this drawer, you pull everything out of this drawer, and everything works. But then one day, the person who's been opening the drawer says, "I want to go to this drawer." Well, that's all. Who knows? It yeah. may work. It may not work. You may bomb. You may fall flat in your face. It, yeah. So, so branding your content, you know, mm -hmm. it's a proven it's a way. It's, it, it's so important, especially in these days with all these different content streams. Like, they need to know what to expect from you. This is a right. business, right? You can't just be like, well, I'm going to do all kinds of stuff, right? No, you, especially in the beginning, you need to find your voice. And then once you find your voice, you need to stick with that voice and let it make sure that everybody knows that this is your voice. So you don't want one voice to be down here and the next voice to be up here. <laughs> voice to be up well, that's, that, <laughs> that makes sense, like from an actor's point of view. <laughs> you know, if you have a character actor. Yeah. So character actors are utilitarian actors. So, you know, myself being a director, I love working with actors who you can give them anything and they're, they'll be able to, to adapt themselves yeah. in, order to, in order to sell Absolutely. that. But you also know their range. So if there's someone who always delivers, they never drop the ball, 
that's great. Then they go into that that drawer of people who always character actors who always deliver. Um, if you only deliver every once in a while, they go into a different drawer. So, yeah, it's that kind of thing. Definitely don't want to fall into the rarely delivered. Drawer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's called. Uh, oh my God, nobody else is available today. Like, and we this, have no choice. Yeah, this guy keeps dropping the ball. The cool thing is, though, is like when <laughs> when it gets too busy and they get you back in there and then you like not get out of the park. They're like, oh. Well, I guess he was just having a bad day. <laughs> it was a bad day. That's right. That's right. Stay positive out there. Is, is, is Absolutely. The, is the idea, I think. There's there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of things to do. Um, showcasing yourself as an actor uh, in your own content will do multiple things. If you're acting, writing, directing, producing, boom, you've got all these credits. Right. And you see people on IMDb be like, well, I've got... All these credits, right? When yes. they're doing their own stuff. Yes. So there is, um, wow, such a big, this, this industry is, so I had a, we had a film in Cannes a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, can you talk about that? I didn't even really introduce you. Yes. Oh, that. yeah. So I was the producer of a movie called Seva Adom, Color Red. Ron here was an actor in the, in the film. It was a wonderful film. It played all over. And we also played at the Cannes Film Festival in the Emerging Filmmaker Program, and we were a finalist, which was great. And uh, But while I was at Cannes, uh, I spoke to many people, and one particular big muckety-muck uh, who I approached because some of the movies I did not appreciate, some of the feature films. I said, like, why is this feature film here? And they explained to me that some of the movies that were screening were based on the cast and the director. So they may be up and coming directors who next year they're gonna be big. And then at the same breath or the next breath, they said to me, and some of these actors you will never see again. So they may come and take the whatever awards at this particular festival, but this is gonna be it. You'll never see them again because they will never do something that's good. So the big, I guess the lesson there is that Choose wisely, keep working, um, don't get discouraged, and know that um, it's a very, 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 very fickle business. And just, you're either doing or not doing. Yeah. It's a Create a passive revenue stream that allows you to create your own content. And That's uh, true too. If that's what you want to... I, I agree with you only to a point. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Because some people aren't passionate about that. Well, yes. So I mean that's a it's a beautiful and it's a brilliant um, business mm -hmm. strategy and and you always want to have some kind of passive revenue stream because this is such an inconsistent business. My only problem with that is this is also a business where you have to put all of your eggs into one basket, yeah. and it's and it's it's something where you really need to be out there constantly. And if you are juggling with this and then something else and and it's like, oh, I hear you have this going on. Also, it's it's a very, very social business, and you need to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. You need to stay consistent. You need to stay relevant. You need to stay in in the spotlight, no matter how big it is. So yes, money is is revenue streams are so important. But you look, Eddie. This is a great quote that I heard from Eddie Murphy, not personally, but. And Eddie Murphy says that um, if your plan A isn't working, that means your plan B is too strong. And I agree with that. 
I agree with that 100%. And if you create this passive revenue stream as a plan B, and it does really, really well for you, but your plan A isn't doing too well, which is to be an actor, director, writer, whatever it is, you know, I think that um, you're not spending enough energy on your plan A. Yeah. So, in, and, uh, and plan A isn't only about, especially in the arts, it's not only about making money. Obviously, you want to make money and you want to do well and you want to make a living, if not better. Um, but there's our responsibility is much bigger than that. That's the thing of being an artist, of being an actor, a director, a filmmaker. I do theater and film, so whatever I get into, like I'm in rehearsal right now on, on a play, and I think about what the playwright is trying to say. How does this reflect society? What is the, everything has a lesson, regardless if you want to agree with it or not. But everything has, everything is, is reflecting something on society. So I'm doing a play right now, and, and it's a dark story. Um, it's, a, it's a beautifully written play by a guy named Scott Mullen. Little shout out to Scott. And, um, and it's about two people who meet on a ledge of a building, presumably to commit suicide. And it's called People Will Talk. And I was in rehearsal the other day, and I'm talking to my actors, and we're doing the whole thing. And it came to a point where I understood what mm -hmm. this was. You know, I understand that it's more than, even though the title says People Will Talk, which is basically about gossip, is that we are now, the playwright has created a piece which is about that everybody is talking and nobody is listening. Wow. And that's ultimately what this piece is about. So you have a plot, and every story you have a plot. Plot is, you know, Jack and Jill. Jack goes up the hill because he's just fallen in love with Jill. He wants to get fetch a pal of water. He gets the water, brings it back to Jill, and she'll love him forever and make babies and live happily ever forever. That's your plot. But the story is everything in between there. Jack goes up the hill, but, you know, he's got uh, – sciatica and he's having a really hard time <laughs> but you know he's so passionate about Jill because Jill and then you have all the nuances that actually make the story and you know the story is that Jack his mother always thought that he would never amount to anything and he's got this wonderful girl so you know Jack not only wants to go fetch a pal of water for Jill but he also wants to prove to his mom that yes he could get a great girl Wow. So all these layers, all these layers. And that's what your story is. And the story of the story that I'm doing right now, it's not about two people who want to jump off a building and kill themselves. The story is about the fact that, that everybody's making up their own stories. Everybody's gossiping. So if they go up to the top of this building and they jump, you know what? People are going to make up their own stories about why they did it. Doesn't, there is no truth. It's whatever the truth is. So the question is, how much is that truth really hurt them on the way up? How much is that truth are they taking with them on the way down? And how do we get people to listen? How are they going to listen to each other? Right. So that's what it's about. It's about listening. So that's, that's what's up to you. And you as the artist, it's, I mean, you know, people have been dealing with this forever. All of your great artists throughout history were broke. Not that that's a great standard, but it, and it sucks. But, but they were happy. Not always. But they, they, they were doing what they loved. But they were they were making a statement. Yeah. They were I don't know if they were happy or if they were even doing what they loved, 
but they are remembered because they were relevant and they were poignant and they were important. But they, they, it was it was driven by their passion for something, you know. By what their I mean? passion to make a statement. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have a great lawyer who goes either defense or otherwise, and 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 you know they 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 go into the courtroom in order to make a point, in order to in order to represent the law or not or mm. represent so-and-so yeah you know the underdog or the whatever fill right. in the blank make the they, mark they make the mark they have they're on a mission yeah so and i think that as a content creator an actor or whatever don't just put stuff out there you have to you have to have a mission you have to have a lot of integrity and loyalty and and be passionate about what you do don't just flood the marketplace right yeah, that's my lecture for today. Thank you. Good awesome. <laughs> well, we're out here in LA. Todd is a, uh, a teacher of uh, photography and digital cinema and cinematography. Yeah, um, directing, writing, acting, photography. I've been doing this a long time. I'm a filmmaker and a theater maker. So, uh, and I'm a direct. I'm a director. So, um, anyway, they can find you anywhere. Uh, ToddMakesFilms.com. ToddMakesFilms.com. Well, that's, that's cool. ToddMakesFilms. It's yeah. the easiest way. Those are my initials, TMF. That's cool. Like Everybody uh, in, in Albuquerque that's listening just got a, an L.A. Connect. An L.A. Connect. ToddMakesFilms.com. <laughs> Hello, Albuquerque. <laughs> Dude, maybe we'll have you come teach out there one day. I don't I know. I would love to. Maybe. Yeah. maybe. That would be cool. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Todd, you, you're We'll work awesome. for Stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so... From uh, everybody here in L.A. to everybody there at Albuquerque, thank you. Much love. Find us at info at soulacting.com if you want to send us any messages, any questions, any suggestions. We are all about the community. Peace out. Peace out.